Step into a world of magic and limitless possibilities with me, your host, Katie Soul. I'm not just your average podcaster. I'm a former Fortune 100 exec who dared to escape the rat race and embark on my own mystical journey. Together, we'll discover that a mystical life is not something you stumble upon. It's a life you consciously create. Join me as we explore inspiring stories of extraordinary souls who fearlessly pursued their dreams and unlocked their inner radiance. Welcome to my world where magic awaits and your light shines bright. Hello and welcome to Mystical Living. I'm your host, Katie Soul, and I am delighted to have our guest, Paige, here with us today for this exciting conversation. And before we get started, I wanted to share with you that we have a special offer for all of our podcast listeners, a gift of gratitude to you for being early adopters of the Mystical Living Podcast and the Mystical Living Lifestyle. We're offering you 30% off our course, our Soul School course, How to Really Manifest Your Dreams with code podcast. We'll put it in the show notes. And without further ado, welcome, Paige. Thank you, Katie. I cannot tell you. I am so, so excited to be here with you. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. You look beautiful for those listening who can't see Paige right now. She's very vibrant this morning, and it's a delight to talk with you. So Paige, tell us, who are you really? Oh, that's that's a great question. <laughs> um, who I am really kind of at my soul mm-hmm. is at I... your soul. Right. Like I would say that I am a... Um, I'm a connector. I love people. I love people's stories. And I love threading those stories together with others to really make this beautiful masterpiece. And so that is, I mean, from a young age, I felt this gift of just being able to be like, you have an amazing idea and you have this beautiful knowledge. You two should meet and see what happens and go from there, from friendship side all the way to the business side. So I think that I'm just a people lover at my core. That's amazing. Me too. And Paige, tell us a little bit about what do you do in the in your day-to-day life? What does that look like? Yeah, so my day-to-day life. So when I have my work hat on, I am a book publicist and agency owner working with amazing phenomenal authors and really helping their voices be amplified and finally get their stories out into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where that, the uh, giving more um, inclusiveness and opportunities to every story, right. And really helping those get out into the world for people to know about the wonderful impacts or, you know, individuals in society are having. And then by night, I switch hats and I'm a mother and I'm a wife and I am now a new puppy mom. And, you know, it transitions. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I, somebody taught me this, Katie, really early on, and it's true. I heard, she said, you know, we're always juggling a lot of balls, but as long as you don't drop the glass balls, you'll be fine because balls oh. will drop. And so the glass balls being your health, 
your relationships, your children, right? Those core mm -hmm. founding things in your life that mm -hmm. you guard no matter what happens, as long as those don't drop, it's okay. I love that. I'm definitely going to borrow that. Oh, please so do. Please do. Because I think it is so applicable and makes it realize like the thing of balance for me isn't this 50-50 balance. It is every area of my life is going to be me more at different times and being okay if some of those other balls kind of come down during that time. I love it. That's so wise. All right. Before we dive into all things books and publishing, publishing and publicists, let's take a moment to just quiet the mind and drop into the heart. We'll take an elevator ride down. I'm going to lead our practice today and we'll see where we go. So let's start with closing our eyes. And taking a few deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. In through the nose, out through the mouth. And just feeling your hands resting against your thighs, feeling the safety of your body, knowing that you're safe, you're in your body. Let's start to ponder about something you're calling into your life now. I know a lot of people in my life, including me, are manifesting some really big, big dreams right now. So let one of those big dreams raise to the surface of your mind. And as it raises to the surface of your mind, let's tap into the feeling that that dream is already done. It's happened. It's accomplished. You're living in the reality of that dream. And start to feel what does it feel like in that new reality where your dream has already come true? What emotions do you feel? Do you feel peace? Do you feel joy? Do you feel expansiveness? Do you feel clarity? Just let the emotions naturally raise really start to feel them, start to feel into this new vibrational state. We are vibrational in nature and our subconscious doesn't actually know time like we do in, in the conscious mind. And our subconscious, it holds 95% of our wisdom, whereas the conscious mind only holds about 5%. And that subconscious, not knowing time, you can pull in your manifestations by tapping into the feeling that they have already happened in your life so use this tool multiple times a day. Really feel into these emotions, this vibrational state, and you can just do it for a couple minutes. It doesn't take long. 
And as you get more comfortable with the practice, maybe it'll only take a couple seconds for you to tap into this new state. And in doing so, you've also quieted your mind, you've dropped into your heart, and you've raised your vibration to go about the day. When you're ready, you can flutter your eyes open and we'll come back to this beautiful podcast with Paige. Mm. Kitty, that was beautiful. I love the teachings that you do about living and feeling in the moment of something big that you have on your dream list already happening. Mm. Yes. So the one that's coming to mind that I'm really working with in my own life right now is Paige is my book publicist, different than a book publisher. So maybe we can go through all the lingo for everyone who's new Absolutely. to the industry. I'm still learning myself. <laughs> and I've been really working on the energetics around the book's journey And Paige is helping me on all of the more 3D aspects, all the pieces that need to happen in the physical. And as I work on the energetics, I believe that's going to amplify and fast forward our journey together. So let's talk a little bit. I'll tell you my journey into this book world and then Paige can help us with all the lingo and words. (laughs) That sounds great, Katie. Yes. Please do share your journey into how you went from idea into actual conception of shopping a book now. Totally. So back in April, I didn't really have an intent of writing a book at that time, but I happened to be on the phone with my friend Ellie Sheffy, and we were chatting about my entrepreneurial journey. And I happened to mention at some point, I'd love to write a book someday. And Ellie, being the wise woman that she is, she'll be on the podcast coming up soon too. She challenged me and she said, well, why wouldn't you write your book now? Why wouldn't you use that as a springboard as you're growing a personal brand for the very first time? And I thought, oh my gosh, that that makes sense. That kind of light bulb moment (laughs) went off. And she said, Ellie also happens to help people write their books. And she shared with me, well, in August, I have this book retreat and you should come out to Laguna and write the book then. I said, well, Ellie, and all all my friends who know me well know I move with pace in life when I get the download, I'm ready to go. So I said, well, I can't, I don't want to wait till August. It's April. That feels, you know, in entrepreneurial life a decade away. Mm-hmm. And I said, could I come out sooner? And she said, well, you know, when do you have free time? And I said, well, my kids in two weeks are going with their dad and their grandma to a trip for school break. Um, and I said, by any chance, and Ellie travels the world. I mean, she is all over the place all the time. By any chance, are you in Laguna that week? And she said, you won't believe it. I am. And so I went out two weeks later 
to Laguna to write the book. Ellie helped me with lots of sticky notes and how to create a yellow brick road and an outline so that this process would come to life. And I'd be able to share my story, which is part teaching and part a little bit of my personal story too. And it wove together and that was the beginning of my book journey. So Paige, can you tell us a little bit about how people get into this world and what are the steps, um, you know, from idea to seeing your book on a shelf? Because I think it's going to help so many. I believe every single person has a story within them that is just boiling up to be shared. But it's a little daunting when you don't know all the steps and the process. So yes. can you share with us how might somebody tap into this space who has a story that they are ready to share? Katie, I could not agree with you more. That is one reason I got into this business because I did not want the lack of knowledge or the lack of resources to ever stop somebody from not telling their story because the publishing world is so confusing. And it's so hard to find information in one place, right? There's not really this, you have to Google all these different things. So to break it down, it literally from start to finish is once you have an idea and by an idea, I mean that you keep coming back to the same thing, right? That first of all, you'll probably start with many different things. And first time authors, we tend to want to put everything in the first book, like in the kitchen sink. Totally. But you know, because you're like, I got to share everything so they know about me, my story, my teachings, you know. I know. Ever since I wrote the book, I thought, I keep thinking, oh, but I didn't share this and I didn't share this and I didn't share this. It's yes. tempting to want to just keep iterating forever. It is. But that's the beautiful thing. That's where more books come from. And as yeah. an author, your first book is just a drop in the bucket of this beautiful journey you're going to be on. So kind of go to that one overarching theme and title that you're just like, this is it. And then I just write. Many people have very different ways of writing. Like you learn there's different methods of writing. There's wonderful writing coaches to um, platforms like Red Z, which can help with writing as well, to AI even assisting in um, not writing your story, but especially if you get writer's block. AI can be a great form to help kind of pick back up what you're trying to do with that character or what you're trying to do with that message. And just write, because you found that out, Katie, right? I think the thing that we fear the most is writing and actually putting everything from our mind onto paper, if you will, and because we're like, I don't know how to do that properly. Well, guess what? There's no right way to do it. Just literally start. And a rule like I like to tell people is if you can block 30 minutes a day and just write, don't think that you have to write chapter one first and then chapter two and chapter three, just write in whatever order your ideas come to you for 30 minutes a day. I mean, think I about that. it. We, yep. See, Katie, and we check our email for 30 minutes. So if we can check our email for 30 minutes or be on social media for 30 minutes, why not use it to start to craft a powerful message through your story? Um, totally. Which you found, which, you know, yeah. through your process. 
Yeah. And mine was a little unique. I think you can do it different ways. Yes. For me, that process worked really well because I was dedicated. I was focused. I wasn't parenting. I wasn't even really cooking many meals for myself. I was really zoned in and I would write for chunks of time and then I'd go walk on the beach or take a swim for a little break and then come back to it. But for me, that process worked really well. And I think you need to tap into knowing yourself and what process some people, it might feel really uh, amazing to spend 30 minutes every morning with a cup of tea and writing. But for me, just kind of having that focused time with somebody who is really organized and had a process to follow was really helpful for me because I think I might have been spinning my wheels. And now Paige does this on the other side of the book with the marketing and the processes on you're trying to get your book out into the world. And that's probably my biggest lesson in entrepreneurship is if you don't know and you're not an expert then find an expert that feels like an energetic match and tap into their wisdom. Because without you and Ellie shepherding this along, I would have been wildly spinning my wheels. I think that's such a great point because, you know, we both are entrepreneurs and it's true. Like it is worth investing in help and support. If you know, like to your point, your journey, Katie, you're like, okay, organization is not my call in life, right? This is not not my calling. It's just not. So I know I need a writer's workshop, boot camp, that type of process to really just get the story out and get it going. And I love that you hit that message of like you as a potential author need to really tap into like, where do you need that help? And don't be ashamed to say, I need help because that's what we're all here for in our different industries is to help support and guide. And once you have that done and you have your beautiful story, you find, and Katie knows this from the process we've been together, you find an amazing team member who is skilled at copy editing, a copy editor. Oh my gosh. He is your best friend through this entire process. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And if you've read any of my emails, you will know that writing is not my preferred medium. I could podcast all day long, but having a great copywriter, which I don't have to write my emails, someday we'll we'll get there. But right now <laughs> I, I write them and they're not edited well. So if you see the spelling or grammar mistakes, it's authentic just, though. It's, it's authentic. authentic. It's me. <laughs> Because you know, Katie, like a copy editor will take this beautiful work that you just poured on to paper and will help structure it and will help Mm -hmm. give it life. Like you really laid the foundations and planted the seeds and the copy editor is watering those seeds to make your story grow, to make sure the themes are being taken chapter to chapter, to make sure what you're actually trying to teach is being conveyed in your work, in your message. And so I can't stress enough to find a phenomenal copy editor. (laughs) And this is true, whether you're going to self-publish or publish. If you self-publish, you desperately need a copy editor because your book is then going to print. If you're publishing, your copy editor is going to write this beautiful book proposal, which is 
very much the same as a business plan. If you're writing a business plan for a new perspective business, and that business plan is what's getting shot to publishers and literary agents to buy your book to publish. So your copy editor can make or break kind of those decision points for you. And so that is why you have to find somebody you trust. Like you said, your energy is in alignment with and really understand your work to get your story where it needs to be. And then Katie, I think the biggest thing is like you knew, this is what I love everybody about Katie. She very much knew when we started working together, I want this book with a certain publisher and a certain type of publisher. And this is going to be published. I want the book proposal. I want to work with you on finding the right literary agent and a literary agent. Basically, I say it's kind of like a real estate agent. They help find your book a home. So they take your book and they shop with the big publishers, everybody from like a HarperCollins, which I'm sure you guys know about, Penguin Random House, to specialty publishers in the works of Hay House or some of these, you know, specialty imprints, like if it's a Christian themed book or wellness themed book, et cetera. They help find your book a home and get that book deal for you. So like a real estate agent helps you find a house. That is, is exactly what a literary agent is doing. And Katie, you knew right off the bat, you're like, nope, I'm not self-publishing. I want to publish because I want that distribution. I want that recognition that comes with it. And I have a very specific one in mind. And that helps because then that helps us streamline and move things along quicker with you being very clear on which path you were going to go on. Definitely. And for me, I kind of thought about it like... You know, when you're trying out for a sports team, right, Mm -hmm. you can try out for varsity and you make the team and that's wonderful. And you had this experience or you can put yourself on the JV team and maybe never even try out for varsity. And I thought about the book journey in a similar way is you know what? I have this dream publisher that I really want to publish my book with. And for me, that was like trying out for varsity and it's scary, right? To try out to varsity because you don't know if you're going to make the team and you really believe in yourself and you work on the energetics and you do the visualization, but there's still this piece of you that's like, ah, you know, <laughs> it's scary. am I really worthy of being on varsity? And JV is great too. And it's always an option. So that was sort of how I thought about the book journey is dream publisher was varsity. Self-publishing was more of a strategy, which is still beautiful. And we can't get so attached to the outcomes. What's really most important is this book gets its platform and its voice because there's really good wisdom. And after, I haven't read the book in a long time, but I recently read the book Proposal. And it was so beautiful because I was reading it and remembering, oh my gosh, this is wise. This is important. This is worthy of being with my dream publisher. And it was a beautiful process. Maybe I'll do a second episode, a follow-up episode on how I've been working with the energetics. I think that would be really interesting for all of us to hear too, because 
listeners, the energetic side that Katie's work is doing, I see it firsthand making the changes in the partnership that we're working on to get her book to where she wants it. And so I think that that's 50%, right? 50% is effort and 50% is that energy. Totally. Okay. So let's backtrack. There's two things I want to ask about. You know what? I'll go here first. So tell us then once the book's with the publisher. Okay. Yeah. Or for people who self-publish, um, I think it would apply on both sides. Then you bring in this amazing publicity factor for the book. So tell us like, how does that piece work too? Cause this is going to help a lot of people just have a basic yeah. understanding. I wish I had this podcast episode, you know, in <laughs> April or May, <laughs> in April earlier, but it's here now. Um, I, totally. I think the biggest thing that not just, and I don't want anyone thinking as a first time author that it's like, Oh, I should have known that I tell you, I work with very seasoned authors as well. And they didn't know this until we started working together. The thing that moves your book, it's not just where your book is sold. It is the publicity and marketing campaigns you put behind it because there are 4 million books published every year across all categories. So to me, it's a lot. And I share that not to scare, but to say, you've really got to be able to amplify your voice and how you do that one part is marketing and one part is publicity. And by publicity means we are getting your book out there to be told as a story in mainstream media. So we are taking you, building your author authority, not only as an expert in your space, but we are helping your book's message reach whole new audiences that are far outside of the audiences you've already built. And what that does is through a magazine interview, a podcast interview, a digital online interview, you name it, those different placements drive new audiences to your ecosystem, not only for your book sales, but also for your overall business and growth sales. And so what I love about publicity is it's an earned opportunity to really be able to teach your wisdom and knowledge to audiences that you're not going to find through paid campaigns. You're not going to find them through SEO. You literally are going to have the largest reach through media placements. And it's a way for you also to get comfortable telling your story, speaking about the book, It's a great way to test your content strategy too, because you can test different parts of the book that you speak about and see which ones are getting the most reaction. And then you continue to go down that storyline. I love it. And so Katie, for you, it's not just press leading up to the book launch. And I I must say authors, if you can at minimum start your publicity and marketing campaign six months out from the book launch, because it takes that long to really make a splash and on both sides. Ideally, like for Katie, we'll be starting a year out, right? And that includes seeding what I call pre-press. So before the book is available as an ARC, you know, advanced reader copy, we start to seed Katie as the thought leadership expert in this space. So what we do is we take Katie, all, you know, all of your teaching, your wisdom, what you're really focusing on. And we start to get interviews just about you and storytelling who you are. So then when your book 
comes about and we have those advanced copies come about, you're already seated in the media as an expert, if you will, in this space. So then it's a much more organic and natural conversation to go back with now the tool that you can give to teach about how they can become an expert like you in this space. Ooh, amazing. So let's pivot a minute, Paige, and yeah. talk a little bit about like what really got you into this space and how did you know that this was your calling and your purpose and something that really lit your soul on fire? You know, Katie, that's a great question because it was a windy road ending up here. It was not a linear path with I think as entrepreneurs, none of our paths are linear ever. No, no, very windy. (laughs) Very windy because I first found my love for storytelling right out of college and doing like PR. And I didn't get a degree. I got a degree in business and surprisingly sociology (laughs) at the same time. Um, And I took a job at a junior, you know, PR, um, like assistant and didn't really understand. I knew about it from business school, but I was like, Oh, I'm just talking to people like this feels very organic and natural. And as I started to grow in understanding the power of public relations and the power of storytelling, I started to really then start to think about, well, okay, where is my passion though, for telling the best stories? And it was years ago when I worked for a franchise food chain and I got the project of doing their national cookbook. And Katie, I think it was like 28, 27, knew nothing about publishing, was a little green on publicity. And they're like, here, we want to do this national cookbook. So I had to do everything from a publisher to a food stylist to transcribing manuscripts because the author, he wouldn't type anything. He would literally record them and then give them to me. Oh my gosh. Katie, I was everything writer, you know, all of it. And I had no clue what I was doing, but it was the most alive I ever felt at that (gasps) time in my job. I was just, yes, this is so exciting. What is this world? I love it. And I think it stemmed from growing up. I had a love of books and a love of writing poetry. So I think that was tapped into at that time. And as my journey progressed and I ended up at Success Magazine, I then got to work alongside, I mean, the phenomenal leaders that we look to today in the past. So everyone from, you know, we think of Les Brown and we think of John Wooden and, We think of John Maxwell and all of these Tony Robbins who are like setting the stage for personal growth. But then I got to work with all of these newcomers at that time. So like Mel Robbins was coming on the scene. Marie Forleo had been around a while, but she was really blossoming at that time. And amplifying the same with Lisa Bilyeu and Tom Bilyeu and seeing them just be able to take their books and really create a whole business around them blew my mind. And I knew that I wanted to understand that more. So I really dug in deep for that for years and left two years ago because I was like, okay, this is where I want to put all my time and energy, specifically like niching down and working with authors 
and give and giving every author a voice because I've worked with the names that we all see as the bestseller list, but I also want to be able to bring up anybody that wants to get their story out there. And so mm-hmm. that's when kind of my passion and my purpose, I think all prepared me to leave two years ago and start my agency. And like you said, Kitty, when you find what you are supposed to do to life and, and do in life, and it feels very organic, then it just seems like I feel, finally feel that two years in, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Mm. Ooh, that must be an amazing feeling, Paige. You have to beam that beam that feeling out to the rest of us who oh. are still on the on the journey of getting <laughs> to that place of ooh, okay. We've arrived. And then, you know, there's always more growth to come after that, too. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's the thing. I think I feel like, okay, I'm where I'm supposed to be. But boy, do I have a lot of work to get where I want to continue to go, right? It's like, I do not have everything figured out by any means, but at least I know my core mission. I used to be scattered. And I'd work on authors, but then some brands and then some other things. And I was like, no, my love and my purpose is just focusing on authors and, and those that want to be authors. And this past year really tightened the buckles on that and who we would take on for clients and specifically only those who want a story to tell. And that's really what changed my perspective and my belief in like, this is it. Once I really got hyper-focused on that. Mm. And I learned this lesson from a lot of really successful entrepreneurs as they say, you got to narrow and really, so tell us how was that journey (laughs) to narrowing for you? And how did you really come to that point where you got really clear in your business of exactly who you were focusing on that propelled you to this new level of success? That's a, yeah, that I, I fully believe that too, Katie. And it took me a while because in the beginning, I was taking on any job because I was building the agency, right? So I felt like yeah. I had to. I was like, mm-hmm. and you do a little bit, right? When you start a business, you've got to, like, no one's investing in my business. I don't have outside investors. So I very much had to just make it work. And I knew it was temporary. But then once probably about eight months in, I was realizing I wasn't even working towards the goal of why I left a business. And Katie, honestly, about eight months in, I wanted to quit and go back to just like a normal job because I'm like, this is not why I left. I'm not even working on books and authors most of the time right now. This is the complete opposite. So it was a real enlightening moment of being like, okay, I told my husband, I was like, okay, for the next six months. I'm only taking authors. I'm doing what I set out to do. If this fails miserably, I failed and I learned from it. But I had to put a stake in the ground of being like, no, I've got to put blinders on. I can't do X, Y, Z for everybody else. Because I think Katie also, I'm a little bit of a people pleaser. So I felt like I had to serve those that I worked with like in the past at success for whatever they needed. But I'm like, no, this is a very different chapter. Um, and so niching down meant like, go back to my core mission of why I left and started this. And that core mission was simply to help authors get their stories told. Mm. 
Amazing, Paige. I love that. That's good wisdom for me. I still have a little bit more narrowing to do. (laughs) I like to be broad and to really have a critical impact. I believe we do need to go narrow first. And with my core mission being around raising the consciousness of leaders, Mm -hmm. we really need to get clear in my ecosystem of what is going to serve that purpose the most, the book being a big piece of that journey. Absolutely. And I think a good point is just because you narrow down does not mean you're limited. So I, you know, I narrow down to authors. However, within authors, I work with self-published I work with published authors and I work on many different sides of what that looks like in publicity from, you know, from start to finish to just book launch campaign. You know, it's like, it's very broad within your niche. And so I think sometimes we get fearful that we're leaving so much on the table of those we're not touching. But when you actually narrow down, you see how wide your target audience actually is. And it just gives you more headspace to be able to speak to the ones that literally are right in front of you saying, help me, help me. I need you. Totally. And I think as entrepreneurs, there's like, so your head's turning so many ways. Like, will you be an affiliate for my program? Yes. Do retail consulting for me? Will you, you know, there actually are so many options that sometimes you do want to, you have that tendency to say like, Oh, well, you know, I'm new and I need to do all the things. You know, it's so true. Our mutual friend, so Amy Porterfield is one that taught me this so well because I was going after every opportunity. I would say, yes. Oh, okay. You want me to come to this event? Yes. And Katie, we talked about this when we were both in at a, a recent event uh, early summer yes. together that sometimes just having that opportunity, we're like, okay, that means we're one step closer to our goal because we're being asked to do something and that's phenomenal. But maybe the timing's not right. Maybe it's not right now. And that is something Amy has taught me a lot about. And I just had a lot of self-discovery that I don't need to contribute to every magazine and do all these book clubs for everybody and do all this stuff because that just takes more time and energy attention for what I'm trying to build. Totally. Exactly. For me, a big pivotal moment was probably about eight months into my journey too. And I was doing this retail consulting, which was very, very lucrative. The rates they would pay me were extremely high, but it had very little to do with my purpose. It was more about my past and a means to make money, but it really wasn't fulfilling that mission of raising the consciousness of leaders. I sure did try on every consulting call to have my impact and got into some really interesting discussions, but really when I was being serious about it, I came to the conclusion that was a piece that I needed to let fall away because it didn't serve my greatest purpose and therefore was more of a distraction and from my ultimate goal. And we do have to make those hard choices. And sometimes it's a financial choice to, you know, something lucrative to say goodbye to in order to do something that's going to fulfill the greater purpose. 
Oh, you're so right. There were three opportunities at the beginning of this year that I actually had to say no to because also not just our greater purpose, but like our mental health, right? Because as an entrepreneur, we can take on so much that mentally we just cap out. And I knew for me to sustain and continue to grow, I needed to pause these projects. Like you, it's hard when the money is there. We're all human. It would be nice to have for us in our business, but I'm not going to be around then to have a business if I just keep chasing that and not chasing, right? And same for you, Katie. And I think you're coming into this beautiful year. Even though we're halfway through this year, I kind of feel like it's a new start. Just me too. Um, okay, do you feel that? Yeah. I yes, I've been feeling it. I've been feeling like all summer. I felt like okay, it's just kind of wait, 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 and then the yes. fall. It's like a yes. whole new year ahead. It is. It's kind of this rebirth that comes with the new season, if you will. And I think that is what's important too. Sometimes we get stuck and we think, okay, how am I ever going to get out of this? And it's like, just take it. Like I do quarters, like quarterly for me is kind of how my brain works. Mm -hmm. I'm for the, you and I are business world, right? So that's how my brain's been programmed. But if it's not quarterly, if it's monthly or weekly, just start to see how you can phase those things out. Like if you have a client or a project, literally give yourself eight weeks, six weeks to start to break away from that. And it doesn't have to be like overnight. You have to break up with what you're doing. It can be gradual, but I think it's important to know you can stop that cycle. You've just got to take the fear out of it though. Totally. And I love that doing it in a quarterly way. It feels like, okay, at the end, the goal is at the end of this quarter, I'm going to release this. What do I need to do in order to be ready? And anyone else who's involved to let them know, give them time. Mm -hmm. That's a really beautiful way to look at it too. I'm curious, Paige, what, as you brought up mental health and Mm -hmm. not as an entrepreneur taking on too much, what are the other ways that you take care of yourself holistically? You know, I uh, lately have really, I mean, life has been like screaming at me to take care of myself because I've had some Mm. health things going on and I realize I've got to take time. I always go to the gym. That's kind of my escapism each day. Like that's a non-negotiable for me. And it's not so much that I have to be like intense workouts. It's just a place where I get creative and IDA and then release stress. Um, But then I also realized what I had cut out of my life because life was so crazy was getting together with those girlfriends and relationships that filled my cup up. I was so focused on, I went from work to family, work to family, work to family. And I was so depleted of like those relationships that teach me and push me and help me grow and literally bring me back to life that now Katie, like once a week, I'm like, okay, I have a date with a girlfriend once a week, because for me, that is what brings me hope. My husband, of course, he's always there, but you know, it's different with a third party perspective. And there's nothing like a really good girlfriend or friend. And so I put that back on my calendar. But then I also got really smart about the food that I'm eating that can heal me and, and re- the, the herbs and the food that can nourish me so I can continue to do this and my brain be healthy and really take a look at what I was putting in my body 
Um, mm-hmm. And a big part is 2K. Like once you and I met, I have to tell you, I never meditated before I met you, Katie. Like, <gasps> really? Not oh my and gosh. you have such a positive effect. I'm telling you guys, like, there is understanding the energies within us has opened my mind, it released so many mm. stress points that I didn't even realize I was holding on to. That's so beautiful. Katie, I have to say thank you in so many ways because it's a continued element of understanding the whole me. Oh, that's so beautiful, Paige. And that's really what lights my soul on fire is helping people to see that we are energetic beings and Mm -hmm. there's other ways that we can thrive and live and experience this incarnation and we don't learn these tools in school. No. I believe that is starting to change. And as more of us are educated, we can educate our kids and that can trickle into schools and everyone can really grow up with this understanding. I'll share this story. I dropped my son off for the bus this morning and it was kind of rickety and it wasn't exactly, you know, what I had envisioned for, um, his bus to school. There were no seatbelts. And I said to my daughter after he got out, I said, I'm worried about this rickety old bus and looks like it's going to break down. And she said, mom, that's not a good energy to put out there. And I said, you're right. You're right. Um, And it turned out the bus, the bus broke down on the way to school. And she turned to wishing. Well, mom, you know, you manifested that because you put that energy out into the universe. (laughs) And I thought, oh my gosh, you're right. You know, I did. You know, we are such powerful creator beings and we have to be conscious about the good things and the negative things that we put out into the world. So I got a little lesson from my nine-year-old this morning on How cool though. I know. And so powerful that she could reflect that back. Yes. So it was a good little lesson and something we all need to check ourselves with. I was going to say the one thing that I always like to share no matter where you are, whether you're writing a book or starting a journey, when you said that, right? Like there is, is nobody knew what they were doing until they started doing it. Like nobody knew, like your daughter's learning what manifestation means and how that plays into it. She's learning, right? You have been doing it for so many years and listeners, you may be feeling the same, like, wow, Katie just really understands this and she's so good at it. And like, why am I not like, why can't I get there? We all started out not knowing anything. We were all on the same boat. And so I think it's important to know that you are at the same table as anybody you look up to. They've just had more time to get knowledge behind them. Totally. I mean, I think often, you know, a year ago, some of the leaders, spiritual leaders that are in my life that have become friends in the past year, you know, I would... I. A year ago, I thought they were so aspirational and um, almost like, do I really, am I really worthy of being their friend? And now mm. fast forward and it does feel like, you know, 
a real mutual respect and love in those relationships. I feel very differently about them. But a year ago, I didn't. And we all are learning on this journey. You know, I slipped up this morning. My daughter's right. I have all the tools in my toolkit. I know better. And I I slipped out. And so when I got home, I really had to do some resetting of my energy yeah. state after that too. I got out in the woods. I took a walk. I did a cold plunge. And then you know, I'm back and I learned from that experience. I'm not going to dwell on it all day, but I think it's relevant to share these moments that, Mm -hmm. you know, we do end up creating something that we really don't want to birth into the world and to be conscious of that too. Absolutely. We could talk for two more hours and (laughs) be respectful of our listeners' time. I would love if you could share all the ways that people can find you. Yeah. So you and learn from you. Absolutely. Kate, I love it. Like I love on Instagram, I give all free content on how to write. You do. It's like, so good. I truly use Instagram as education. It is free education. So you don't have to Google 50 different websites and know how to write your story. So it's just at the page Dungan um, on my Instagram. And then our website is the front porch collective.co. No, I'm on there. Somebody had already taken my website domain. <laughs> so the front I know. Us too. Same as you, We're Katie. I know you and I are in the same boat. I think it's cool. I like the .co. I do too. It has a different energy to it. And I think it's perfect for our businesses. I think so too. And it just shows how aligned we are. Paige, you've shared so much wisdom throughout this conversation. I'm so grateful. I have one parting question for you. Oh, okay. And it's what lights you up in life? Because I believe what lights you up has the power to light up the world. I totally believe that too. And what lights me up is literally, it's the simplest thing. It's someone smiling back. When I share a smile and someone smiles back, because I have no idea what's going on in their day, where they are in life. They have no idea what, maybe I needed that smile that day, but literally it sounds so simple, but I purposely try to smile at everybody. And when they reciprocate that, it just feels like this very organic fuel connection of support. Mm, So beautiful. So everyone, take Paige's beautiful wisdom and go out throughout your day, share a smile. It also raises your vibration because naturally when we're smiling, we're elevating our energetic state. So with that, I'm leaving you at the smile page. And thank you so much for being a beautiful guest today. Thank you for having me, Katie. I'm grateful for your presence on this remarkable and captivating journey today. Together, we've delved into the realms of limitless possibilities and unlocked the secrets of our true selves. A mystical life is not a mere coincidence. It's a thrilling adventure that you actively shape with intention and passion. Remember, when you follow your light, You not only illuminate your own path, but you also radiate light to the world around you. The world eagerly awaits the magic you have to offer. 
Follow your light and let it guide you to incredible heights. <laughs>